The views and opinions expressed in the following episodes are those of the individuals and are not meant to insult or offend anyone. Jeez, dark and gloomy much? Are you trying to be an edgelord? Well, then how should I put it then? I don't know. How about... We come in peace. We mean no harm. We may spoil some things. We may swear a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of Little Nerdy. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm our co-host, Owen. Today our episode is on Game World Constructions. If you build it, they will come. (laughs) Well, maybe not always, because sometimes it gets a little preposterous. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, but first, a big shout-out to our friend, uh, Black White Check, for doing the intro and outro music. Yeah, their info will be in the show notes. All right, so... Let's uh, first of all talk about where this idea kind of came from. So I've worked in the construction field for many years. Yeah. And, you know, there, there's this little annoying thing. I'm sure people have heard of it. It's called gravity. I've heard of it once or twice. Yeah, you know, it's that thing that always uh, assures you that, you know, the ground is still below you. <laughs> You've uh, had a few in- uh, encounters where it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't go too far from the ground. I mean, geez, sometimes gravity trips me, so I definitely know it's there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when it came when it comes to, like, the whole construction world and everything, like, there are some things I've seen people do with, like, skyscrapers and uh, high-rises or even houses. Like, we're talking those uh, infinity, in, uh, infinity pools, the ones yeah. where a side of the pool is all reinforced glass and when you sit in it it looks like it connects to the ocean yes terrifying or the ones where it's there's an actual uh in some parts of certain cities there's actually a thing called a i think it's a pool bridge where it connects two skyscrapers with a swimming pool and underneath it is water yikes or where under yeah the underside of it is glass so you can look through the water through the glass and see the street below you Wait, do you walk on this bridge or do you swim across this bridge? You swim across. So if you're a professional person who has to go from one building to the other building. Oh, no, this is all recreational. Oh, okay. But just thinking about it, it's like, man, I know a few people who, if they looked down from that, uh, on that bridge and like through the water and saw the, you know, street, however many floors below them. Yeah. That pool is getting a little warmer. (laughs) But uh, I don't know if the pool is getting a little warmer if I'm in it, but I'm definitely dying. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you definitely need uh, some chest compressions yeah, after that. I would straight up have a heart attack. Um, but yeah, so, you know, there's some pretty incredible things. Like over in uh, India, there's um, this this skyscraper. It is so tall yeah. that uh, when they're uh, having this uh, fasting ritual thing that happens where they don't eat for a certain period of time. Yeah. That people at the top of the floor can keep eating for an additional, like, 10 minutes after the people on, like, ground level yeah. have to stop. And then the, uh, uh, also when the the religious holiday or event ends, mm-hmm. they can eat 10 minutes before. So they cut 20 minutes off. Now, that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but when you think about how high up you have to get to make that kind of a difference... yeah. This thing is huge, and I've seen the selfie sticks, you know, shot of some construction workers on the very tip of this tower. And, man, you get vertigo just looking at this picture. Oh, yeah, I And there's bet. four of them on top of this thing, and it's Yikes. just like, man, you got to have cojones of steel to be up there. I can guarantee you my ass would be, like, tethered off with, like, three different ropes. Guaranteed they're wearing their brown pants that day. <laughs> well, I wasn't looking at their pants. I was looking at the street. <laughs> I'm going, nope. Huge nope. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so yeah, that's, but these are some pretty incredible things that are being achieved with uh, some very miraculous science that was inconceivable, you know, 50 years ago or so. Mm -hmm. So, but then the idea came around of, 
You know, there's a lot of video games that just seem to take construction to a whole different level of like, that is some serious bull honky. <laughs> uh, you know, just what the fuck, man. Yeah. Um, so a game that I have been getting into pretty hard for the last week or so is a game called Subnautica. Oh, yeah. And by I think it's by Unknown Worlds. And they have... So the building system is like this fabricator thing where you like hold a little laser gun thing. It's got two laser, you know, beams firing from it. And it takes some titanium, some glass, some lead, some gold or whatever it needs. And it starts building like a 3D. Components. Yeah. Right? It's like it's like one of those 3D printers, but it's handheld and the materials like, you know, don't have to be loaded through a processor or, mm -hmm. you know, some kind of like however it is. They do have something like that in the works right now, from what I've heard through the news and everything. Cool. But nothing to the level of what this game pulls off. Right. Now, the other thing is, is that when you build uh, what's called a multi-purpose room underwater, it's like as soon as you build it, you hop in, there's no water inside of it. Like The thing seems like it's been dry since the <laughs> second it was built, even though it was just you know like built a few hundred meters below the surface of the water. Right. So it's kind of like, huh. So you could build all kinds of things. Like you can build a uh, a battery charging station. You can build a locker. Oh, and you can also build a nuclear power plant. Well, of course. Because, you know. I've got the components for that right in my back seat. <laughs> on my car. We'll just go down and grab them. I was wondering why my Geiger counter was going to haywire every so often. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways. So that was one of those cases where it was like, wait. You can build a 42-meter-long submarine with the mobile, like the mobile vehicle fabricator thing. Something that literally looks like it's um, the whole Back to the Future, like, side uh, DeLorean sideways wheels to fly. Like the little buoy-type things yeah. that pop up these drones that start building this submarine. And they don't, it, it's not like, you know, like, sure, when you have the materials and everything, whatever, but... They build this submarine in the matter of seconds. <laughs> and it's like, um, in seconds? Well, I mean, I guess to keep the video game going at a good pace and everything, but come on. If factories had this level of production and building and everything, it would be way faster, way slower. Yeah. Like, that's, so it's kind of one of those cases of like, ah, uh, there's just something about it where it's just like, okay. You know, obviously the video game has to be entertaining and fun in order to have this all working. Mm -hmm. What about you? Is there any video games you can think of to that uh, have kind of made you go, ah, that doesn't quite work right in real physics? Yeah, well, I know in our uh, Friday special episode, we were talking about some video games and The Sims. Yes. We had mentioned The Sims. And I had mentioned I'm not very good at building in The Sims. Yeah. And stuff, which is true. It's something I definitely need to work on. But I do watch, like, a lot of different YouTubers who build yes. things on The Sims. And I myself have built, like, a few things. But one thing I know that for sure you can do. So you could build the bottom or the main floor of your house. Yep. Right. And then if you wanted to on the second floor. Yep. Like, you could build it so the second floor, like, juts out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of YouTubers will put it in just so it's more realistic to have, like... Supports or support posts. Support posts. Yep. But, like, you don't have to have those, and it's just fine. It doesn't crumble. It doesn't crash under its own weight. Right? It doesn't rip off the <laughs> no. main floor. It's just there. It just floats. Yeah. Gravity doesn't exist in The Sims. And just thinking about that from a construction point of view. Okay, so... You could build... With any house, you could build... Uh, a projection like that from the second floor or, mm -hmm. or like kind of thing the thing about it is is that you have to have a counterbalance like like you know the beam has like however far out it goes it has to go i think two or three times further back into the house than it projects in order for it to not like you know have so much weight on the end that it actually like rips and causes things to fall apart mm -hmm. So, just kind of thinking about that, it's like, yeah, so, you know, like, this game sounds like it takes it to, like, oh, you know what, who cares about beams and whatever? It's like, yeah, just have it go out, 
30, 40 feet one way mm-hmm. on top of this 10 foot wide space. Mm-hmm. Now I say feet because of course, you know, here in Canada and in the residential construction industry, we use uh, the imperial system. Yeah. But um, yeah, in, in the commercial buildings and in construction everywhere else around the world, they use the metric system. So that's, yeah, I'm sure most We're people the would. Un- yeah, I'm sure most people would understand kind of thing mm-hmm. but uh yeah so say it goes into the building three meters and it projects out like uh say uh, 12 to 15 meters is like to some people like you know that's high, a high uneven ratio of especially when you're talking about something projecting out with no support mm-hmm. and i can only imagine how much stuff you can put on that projection like the part that you're talking that's jutting out mm-hmm like, you could probably put a hot tub on there or, you know. Oh, yeah, whatever. You can fill it with furniture. Yeah, because. You can do whatever with it. Yeah, again, because the video games are, you know, they don't account for gravity. Exactly. It's like gravity. Oh, yeah, that thing that you people have to worry about. Video games don't care. <laughs> um, <clears throat> then the other thing I wanted to kind of touch on was a good classic game to both of us, the Fallout game. Ah, uh, yes. Now, okay. I will admit, I have made a few little goofs in my construction history. Hmm. Not ones that ever got, you know, like when the final inspection was being done or whatever, that it was like, oh, you missed this and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like we put a window in upside down or something. Like, right. It's get, it's get, it gets caught pretty quickly because things have to be kept to a very high standard. Absolutely. <laughs> the, uh, the things that kind of strike me as really odd about uh, the fall universe but makes sense is that because everything has been obliterated by total atomic annihilation yeah is um the fact that you can actually use rusted steel to make a roof that for some reason doesn't seem to need anything to reinforce it or Mm -hmm. keep it in place yeah so you could have somebody in a bulky suit of like that power armor mm-hmm. jumping around town and, you know, landing on roofs and roofs are designed to hold a very heavy amount of weight, especially here in Canada, mm. because, you know, snow is heavy. Right. But you have somebody who lands with a power suit on. Now, however big the feet are on this thing, yeah. I, I don't know, like say something around the ballpark of, oh, let's let's go big and say... You know, uh, one and a half feet, like, you know, 18 inches long. Mm -hmm. And they're about, you know, say eight inches wide. So a pretty big area, you know, almost like a full square foot. But they're landing on this thing with like several hundred pounds of steel and a nuclear reactor and the person inside and whatever, you know, fortress obliterating gun that they seem to be holding. Not to mention everything you're carrying. Exactly, and I mean, the game has a weight system for it, but you can actually make it so you could have 5,000 pounds of bullets for your pistol, mm-hmm. and the game's like, oh yeah, yeah, you're fine, you're fine. You're carrying around more bullets than uh, the local police department, but hey, you're good, <laughs> you're good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the you know, the jumping around, especially with the jetpack feature on some power armor, that allows you to take off and land on top of these buildings. Mm -hmm. And even though the pilot takes no fall damage while you're in power armor, the things beneath you sure should take some kind of damage. You should have some pretty heavy imprints on rusted steel that's or sheet metal. Well, and I was going to say, especially because it's not like you're... This isn't metal that's necessarily meant to be a roof. You're just finding scrap shit wherever you can find it to make a place. Yeah, something that used to be intended for, like, a shed. Yeah, exactly. And we all know how flimsy that that metal for a shed is. So you can get someone at a power over landing on that. They should be going straight through it. <laughs> yeah, they're going through the roof, the floor, and the what, uh, whatever is beneath that floor. Straight down to the foundation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's that case there. Also, I know you have had some difficulties and needed my help to build... Um, a thing to allow it so you can put beds with a roof over them in the game. Yeah. Now, okay, when it comes to something like that, you generally need a minimum of, like, two walls to hold up, you know, 
something from point A to point B. Well, yeah. you'd want at least three, so this way it doesn't like you know fold like the whole like two like two playing cards holding up one card. It's like a, a you know a slight breeze, and those two cards fold one way, and the second floor comes down. Right. Uh, but yeah, I've seen it where you can literally just build one wall and then several sections of this flooring out in whichever direction you want. Mm-hmm. And that one wall is holding it all up. Yeah. And then you add a roof to it. Yeah. Or even as crazy as I've seen, some people build a platform and a set of stairs that goes like, oh, say 45 degrees in one angle. And then they put a platform on there with no support. And then in a completely different angle, they go... Yeah. 45 stairs up to a third floor and it has no support as well so it's kind of one of those situations where don't get me wrong i can only imagine how frustrating a game would be if you had to build proper supports and everything before you built the second floor and whatnot if like a game there are some games that do get very intuitive on things like this Mm -hmm. but man does it make some like you, you just wonder like if you were looking at this in real life thinking how much like how did one someone build this and did i drop acid before i took a look (laughs) because this could not be happening in real life yeah definitely you definitely don't want to just grab enough plywood to make like a staircase off the ground and then one platform with no support next to it at the like at the top of it because that ain't gonna work in real life. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, <clears throat> not like that Emperor's New Groove movie where Gronk gets the vial of poison and he's like, you know, at the one part there, he holds it up and then lets go and like taps it with his fingers on the sides and yes. it just floats. Yeah. Gravity is a constant reminder that, you know, hey, I work all the time. I take no breaks. Exactly. Freaking gravity, you know. If I, if I wanted to do a 20-foot-high jump and everything and have a soft landing, why won't it just let me? I don't know. It's like I have to go to the moon or something to pull that off. But, of course, I don't think I'd want to make a 20-foot jump off the moon because then I'm afraid I wouldn't come back down. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, you know, gravity, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a bitch. But at the same time, it's uh, something that keeps us safely here where we can breathe. Mm-hmm. Any... So, oh. I was... Is there any other things about fallout uh no that's pretty much covers the those things where it's like and these aren't criticisms these are just more of like the whole oh, yeah. absurdities that we've noticed that we've kind of laughed at yeah we love all the games we're talking about tonight we love yeah we love all of them oh, but yeah. it's just the absurdity yeah it's just surely funny in our eyes that you can do this stuff that would in the real world would be virtually impossible and unsafe impractical mm-hmm so one of the things, moving on to another game, that is actually interesting because they do make it so you can't just do that. Oh, really? Which one? Minecraft. Uh, In a way, like, you can't build your roof. Like, I mean, okay, so in Fallout, you can't just build a roof. You have to have something to attach the roof to. Yes. Right. And stuff. You can't just look up and build a roof and have nothing underneath it. Right. And Minecraft is the same in that sense. Like, you can't place a block above you, and it'll just float. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But Minecraft has some absurdities of its own. Yeah, that's for sure. Such as? Um, okay, so for one, the fact that, uh... You can, like you were saying about, um, what is it, uh, The Sims. Yeah. You can have what's called a projection, which is like where it's the building has like its foundation and goes up and everything. Something that projects out from where that foundation is. Yeah. That's what I mean by a projection. Yeah. Because you were kind of giving me the tilted head like, what do you mean projection? Oh, not, no. Not like a projector kind of thing, like, you know. I was more with. just thinking like, oh, that's what it's actually called. I totally just call it a jetty outer. <laughs> the scientific term is called the uh, jetty outer. <laughs> the jetty outer. It juts out. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, so it's, but it's actually called a, in construction a projection. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so in Minecraft anyways, you could essentially have an entire glass floor, which we've done this because we got inspiration from Gab and Jack. Yeah. Uh, 
having a bed of lava and putting a layer of glass blocks right on top of it. Yeah. Now, glass takes, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, and, uh, you know, but I think it takes something over like 2,000 degrees Celsius or I think it's yeah, 2,000 degrees Celsius to churn sand into glass yeah. to make it malleable and everything. Not in Minecraft. You just stick it in the oven. Yeah, you just stick it. Well, yeah, the oven's like, yeah, that's an example. But the thing is, is that if you were like with how hot lava is supposed to be, if you were to put glass over top of lava, even if it had, say, a little air pocket or whatever, that glass would be so hot that it would actually start to melt and become liquefied itself. Right. Uh, you know. But not in Minecraft. In Minecraft, we get to have a cool glass floor with lava under it. Yeah, so we never have to worry about uh, lack of light in the room. Exactly. It was a really cool feature, but, oh man, it gave me it gives me anxiety every time we walk across it. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, yep, yeah, okay, yep. And I was very thorough to make sure that we had glass underneath every square spot in there. So this way we didn't fall into lava and die. Exactly. But uh, moving on from that little point, yeah. there's also the fact that uh, if you destroy, say, the blocks underneath, a certain, like, you know, something, uh, say you put a bunch of cobblestone or wood blocks kind of all on top of each other, yeah. you can... Eliminate the lower ones without having the top ones come crumbling down. Well, that's how I break a tree down. Yep. I started uh, at the bottom and worked my way up. Yeah, well, it's not like uh, in real life where if you chop the middle blo or the bottom block out, the tree comes timbering down. Mm-hmm. Also, the only thing that is the exception to that is when you're digging and there's gravel above. Or sand. Or sand. Those will fall on top of you. Yeah, I was going to make that point too. And <laughs> so... And that's actually, you know, there's something weirdly satisfying about it when uh, I was actually gathering sand to make that glass floor. Yeah. There was a, a cave system. And of course, when you start, even though I was on the very top of the sand and everything, and just, you know, going along with a shovel to speed through the sand gathering, it was just like, you know, felt like one of those uh, high speed weed whackers just chopping through sand block after sand block. Right. To uh, get uh, all the sand that we needed. Then it was like the game's like, oh, hey, this cave system here that has sand above it, it all collapses in. And just watching this domino-like effect of sand just tumbling down into this cave system was like, oh, it's just like all those times you see those uh, domino videos where someone takes like a thousand domino blocks and makes, you know, an image appear with them when they get knocked over. It was yeah. so satisfying in that weird way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, there's all that to be said for sure. It's super satisfying unless I'm under it and it falls on me and then my hearts start going down and I'm like, shit. Yeah, there's been a few times and uh, once I even thought when gravel fell on top of you that you were pushed into lava or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little, like, anxious about that. It was okay, though. I didn't get pushed into lava. <laughs> well, and that's, you know, good to hear. Mm-hmm. Now, the next absurdity the one that I want to talk about, has to do with water as well. Ah. It's uh, a little game people might have heard of. You know, it's it was kind of a big deal at the time called Bioshock. Uh, yes. Now, uh, I can't remember for the life of me what the, the name of the city was called. Do you remember? No. Um, but it's been so long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in the game, <clears throat> you know, you're a certain distance underwater in this, uh, I want to say... Well, airtight type of metropolis or big city. Now, when you're first diving into this world and you're seeing everything from like the outside of the buildings and all the stuff, it looks like somebody took like a mixture of like New York, Boston, England, um, a couple of like the big cities with very beautiful architectural things from these cities and just submerged them underwater. Right. Sounds like. Easy peasy. The problem is that the water currents at that, and especially at that depth, anything that wasn't, that isn't metal and has any kind of like features on it, such as like the statues of people or whatever, mm -hmm. they would be eroded or crumbled within a few short years. Right. 
so they wouldn't exactly last very long, but for the purpose of the game, they look beautiful, and it makes it seem like it's a very viable thing. Mm-hmm. You know, just aside from the fact that, hey, this uh, this city shouldn't really have any external, ex- you know, exciting features to really look at. Right. Uh, I mean, however, having a farm and everything with sunlight getting through the ocean and everything, it's been proven that you could do that. So the people could grow their own crops under that depth of water and everything and, you know, survive in that city. You know, have enough oxygen production that people wouldn't suffocate and stuff. You know, all that stuff is like, you know, been kind of tested and everything. It just would cost so much to build underwater. Right. Uh, But, you know, the way things are kind of going these days with uh, global warming and stuff, I don't think it's something we should uh, be ignoring the science behind. You know, look into the possibilities of, you know, under lake built housing. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me sad, though, because when you're talking about those currents and stuff, does that mean Atlantis doesn't exist? Uh, Not the, uh, you know greek style or roman style where it shows like all these statues of poseidon and stuff like that around more of like if it does exist it is nothing spectacular to look at and i'm going to pretend that it still does that it does still exist and that it's got really pretty greek and roman architecture (laughs) you know here's hoping here's hoping (laughs) that's true um but then also, there's the little idea now, uh, kind of towards the whole like building housing and everything. There's the fact about traveling to other worlds and terraforming it. Like, people are thinking about the idea of colonizing Mars. Right. Now, I'm, we've done an episode on the Alien series. Yeah. My biggest what the fuck question is is in the second movie when they go to that nuclear power plant that's, you know, making the environment breathable so people don't have to walk around in spacesuits all the time. Like, they'd eventually make it so there's a ozone, there's a breathable nitrogen, oxygen atmosphere. Right. My question in regards to the aliens, however, is when they decided to make that nuclear reactor that's nice and warm their home, um, where... Or how come their walls have this perfectly unison kind of like, uh, I want to say like, you know, alcoved or jutted uh, sections of the wall? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where it definitely feels alien and like it feels like it's all structured towards them being able to hide in the nooks and crannies and everything. Right. But it's all perfectly symmetrical and designed and everything. Don't get me wrong. The symmetrical loving person in me is like, oh, that looks so pretty. But the rational person in me is going, okay. I know these things don't have any power tools. Mm-hmm. I have never seen them be doing anything other than laying eggs and hiding in these crevices. And killing people. And killing people. So... What is this stuff made out of? Like, is but it... Maybe the aliens didn't make it. No, no, it was in a human-built power plant. Like, it's perfectly... That's what I mean. No, no, like, it's perfectly formed to their sh- their color and skin and their exoskeleton oh. and everything. God, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. I mean, if you... Yeah, when you watch, like, the first movie and everything, like, it hides in the air ducts and everything. That all makes sense. Like, you know, it hopped aboard a human spaceship and everything. But in when they go to the planet where these aliens have taken people and put them into these, like, restraint-type things that I'm going to guess is probably made out of their boogies. Gross. Well, you know, like, their spit, saliva, mucus, whatever you want to call it. It's acid, so... Well, that's their blood. Oh. But, you know, like, again, this raises so many questions. It's like, is it, like, a spider web type thing? Is it their, is it their saliva and drool? Is it what, something that, like, how does this stuff form? You know, there's there's questions I have. Don't get me wrong. It's creepy as all hell and gives you a sense to be like, all right, fuck this shit, I'm out. Uh, fuck this shit, I'm out. Drop a nuke on their ass. Yeah. Like, there's all kinds of things to make me just, you know, squirm and quiver and be like, uh, yeah, you Marines want to go in? Have fun with that. I'll be here at the door, you know, a good 50 feet back from it and ready to blow the head off of anything that comes out. 
Mm-hmm. Like we're talking, I would go full on schizophrenic, like paranoid. Right. So it's been a very long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah. So maybe I'm wrong. But could that whole jutting out and everything like that, could that have been how they actually designed the room and then the aliens just came in and like coded it with their shit? Uh, okay, good question. Yeah. No, because, um, the, dis- like, the, the thing was is that it was meant to give for the audience a very real feel that they were entering into these alien, the alien's nest. Yeah. Their hive, their colony type thing. Yeah. And the fact, the nuclear power plant that they were in mm-hmm. had none of that feel. This, this, the, mm. even though I say it's a quote unquote nuclear power plant and everything, when you see them first going in down the stairs and everything, it has a very flat sheet metal type look. Everything is all lit up by, um, like, I don't think they had LEDs at the time, but you know, those, um, how was it? Uh, the fluorescent. Tube, fluorescent tube lights and stuff like that. They mm-hmm. got all those things in the building. It has a very different feel from when they first enter the building to when they get to the lower levels where the aliens are nesting. Hmm. So maybe yeah. the aliens don't need power tools because it's obviously, if it looks like their skin and stuff, it must be organic. That's, yeah. So maybe it's something... But where does it grow from? That's the thing that has me shaking my or scratching my head and going like, that. it's a mystery. Um, I'm not sure what the structural integrity of this stuff is. And all I need to know is, does it burn? If it burns, burn it with fire. Burn it with nuclear fire for all I care. Because <laughs> those things are not something you toy around with. Yeah. Despite what Whalen Yutani might think. <laughs> yes, that's the name of the company that uh, yeah. built the uh, Bishop Androids. Yes. Okay, so... Yeah, because in the prequel movies, the guy's name is Whalen. Yep. And he looks like the Jordan. Yep, that was uh, the whole... He was what they were... Um, Modeled after. Yes, thank you. I'm like, what are the words? <laughs> I know. Words are hard. Okay. Uh, I just want to take a quick small break here. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, to all of our fans out there and everybody, uh, anybody uh, who might be hearing this a bit later, but the day this is getting released, it's a very important holiday to me. May the 4th be with you. And with you as well. <laughs> Yes, but then the next day is Revenge of the Fifth. Oh, man, Revenge of the Fifth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, just wanted to say uh, thank you to anybody who listens to our podcast, yes. uh, especially on the day it comes out. Um, yeah, hope you're having a great Star Wars day. Hope you're, you know, playing some Star Wars video game, watching a movie or something like that, or, you know, just hanging out with some friends doing Star Wars type stuff. Well, if, if I that's mean, allowed. If that's allowed, of course, yes. Where you are. Sorry, my mind just got taken away into a galaxy far, far away <laughs> where this, you know, COVID thing doesn't exist. Yeah. But we hope that whatever you're doing, that you're happy and you're safe doing it. Exactly. All right. Now, is there any other video games that you can think of that kind of scratched your head on? Yeah. Um, Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. That's right. They seem to have uh, somehow garnered the technology of the Time Lords. <laughs> yeah, because what the houses are like three or four squares wide in the game and that many deep. Yeah. But you go inside and you get these big like um, what you're able to do with the room building tools have like a 10 or 12 square space, you know, room by a uh, main room. Yeah, and then, like, every time you go and upgrade your house, you get an extra room. But it doesn't change on the outside. It's still just that little square house. Yeah, it looks like there's just an itty-bitty thing where it's like, oh, hey, you can put a piece of furniture there. You know, maybe it'll make the room look a little bigger. And it's like, it's a whole extra room. Yeah. Not as big as the main room, but it's a whole extra room. Like, um, okay, don't get me wrong. Thank you, Nintendo and Animal Crossing, for making it so... You don't have to have this huge space for a house. But yeah. What is going on with this? Time Lord technology. That's all I got. It must be because... It yeah. looks... It's bigger on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> or as uh, even one of the companions said, it's smaller on the outside. Exactly. Which first time hearing that one was like, that is so weird to hear. It's supposed to be bigger on the inside. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, no, that's that's actually a really good question. And the other thing is, is that who in the world is that uh, Nook guy hiring to build these houses? Because we're talking like you go from like one day your house is being built, you've got the down payment on it and everything, and it's like, oh yeah, tomorrow it'll be done. And then the next day, at like whenever the game says like, hey, everything's opening up at like say yeah. six or seven in the morning. Your house is 100% done. Yeah, like... You I've can... seen some fast construction, but I've never seen anything come close to that. And this is fully furnished, or fully sided and insulated. Yeah, like, literally, you could do it at the end of the day before everything closes. Go pay Tom for your extension on your house. And he was like, okay, it'll be ready tomorrow. And then, like, literally, I think things usually close out around 9 in the game time. Yeah. So you go back, and I think everything opens at around 9, so 12 hours. Yeah. Maybe they open at 7, so maybe 10 hours. And it's done. And you're like, holy cow, how did I sleep all night? Yeah. How did my character sleep while you were constructing the house? Was I in a coma? <laughs> did they hit me on the head with a hammer, and then I just slept through it? <laughs> I was like, what kind of drugs did they put me under to have me asleep for that long and not notice? It's time. And the calendar it doesn't even change. It's Tom Nook. It could be anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, the guy who's uh, in control of everything, or even as Jack put it, he owns everybody's soul. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, when you have a monopoly on everything, like how he does, like it's Nook, the Nook phone and Nook Miles program. And, you know, he gives you uh, the expansion on your houses with no interest. Yeah. Uh, how do you have no... Oh, because you own everything. So even if you're not making interest on something, you're, you, all the money's going into your pocket. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, just kind of stepping away from video games and going into a beloved 80s kids cartoon. Okay. The Jetsons. Oh, nice. Now... <clears throat> the idea of flying cars seems really awesome. The idea of house-made robots seems phenomenal. Um, you know, being able to do all the things that they have, you know. I mean, it, it was the show that had Skype before Skype was even an idea. Yeah. So, obviously, it was a show that definitely envisioned a very good future of the year 2000, where everything would be so revolutionized and it's like yeah that, there's been many jokes about uh, how off the Jetsons has been but it was just a far flung idea they thought ah you know however many like you know Decades. 10 yeah 10 to 20 years whenever the show first started I th I'm pretty sure it was in the 80s they were like we're sure things will advance so fast and become so different and everything still waiting on flying cars can I tell you I'm happy that we don't have flying cars yeah I know you uh, would definitely have Troubles uh, getting behind the wheel if your car could take off. No, it's not necessarily that. It's unless it had like a self-navigating thing. I don't understand how people would even stay in their lanes. Because <laughs> we live in Canada. We live where there's winter. Yeah. And there are times where the roads are covered in snow and they haven't gotten to plowing them yet. Yep. And like you can see where people were just driving in the middle of the road because they had no idea where the lanes were. Yeah, no, that's not the fault of the driver. No. It's just... It's hard. Like, <laughs> when there's that much snow covering, and sometimes it's so much snow that it's, like, up to the height of, like, the sidewalk or where the curbs would be. Yeah. So you're like, uh, I don't know where the curb is. I'm just going to drive here. Right? Yeah. So unless they somehow made a way that you could tell what lanes you were in while you're, like, sky driving over there. Yeah. I don't know how people would stay in their proper lanes. <laughs> There's that, uh, well, as Doc says, roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it would definitely require quite the intricate system if everybody started flying around in cars. Yeah. But, uh, no, that's, uh, you know, again, like, the show had some very interesting concepts and yeah. a lot of things that require a lot of brilliant minds to solve the issues of. Like self-driving features on that kind of thing or how to make it so there's actual like lanes and which directions you can go in and stuff. Exactly. So this way 
I mean that, or, you know, becomes a giant free-for-all and let the collisions commence. <laughs> then I'll be walking. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just make sure you stay close to somewhere where you can duck for cover. Yeah, exactly. But the, the uh, construction part of it is that when you see those houses, now, yes, they do make them disc-shaped. Right. So this way, it's like, hey, it does. It's not heavier on one side than it is the other. I mean, I have a few questions in regards to that because what if people had a lot of furniture on one side, have some guests over, a lot of weight on that side of the house? It's like, because you know, it literally looks like this uh, flying saucer-esque uh, shaped house is on a flagpole. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, you're right. I remember that. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Hey, it's got a support system, and I mean, it's got a balancing idea, but... Um... Don't you need still supports on, like... Because in my technical terms, it juts out on all sides. So it would need supports under at least, you would think, like, the four sides and kind of, like, the farthest points on each side from that flagpole. Yeah, and I mean, I would like personally, I would be thinking that you would probably want it to be kind of like an elevator shaft in a way. Yeah. In the center or something that's like, or maybe even go as minimal minimal as like say, three of these support flagpole type things that go up really high above the clouds. Because mm -hmm. uh, it's just again, this is one of those things where it's like there's a certain height ratio you can go up where. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of pressure and tension on these metals that I don't see withstanding a lot of force. And you just got to think, if you're getting high up enough that the, uh, your house is almost reaching the clouds, mm -hmm. there's a lot of wind up there. Well, and not only that, but earthquakes. You get an earthquake. Oh, yeah, that thing is coming down like a bag of potatoes. Yeah. So... I mean, again, you know, loved the show as a kid and yes. thought it was a really, uh, really fascinating idea. Like people having jetpacks or flying cars or hitting a button that would turn your car into the size of a briefcase. Mm -hmm. So you never have to worry about parking. Exactly. Uh, all these cool things and stuff. I mean, there were some aspects of it where it's like, uh, I still like to use my legs. I'll walk over using a conveyor belt to get me from point <laughs> A to point B. I know you would probably prefer it if you could just have a conveyor belt haul you from one side of the house to the other. No, a teleporter, thank you very much. If we're going Jetson style, I want a teleporter. Yeah, I don't know if they had. They really they didn't used... have it in the show, but you would think with the technologies that they had, they should have. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, I just imagine how much how awesome it would be to have a robotic housemaid. So this way, you know, it's like, ah, oh, time to do laundry. Oh, Rosie. Rosie was the shit, man. She was the glue that held the Jetsons together. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, and also, man, I would love to have a dog that could even just, at the bare minimum, be able to speak like uh, Astro. Yeah. And like having like a Scooby-Doo or Astro type dog where it's just like, even if their conversation isn't like super in-depth or whatever, it's just the fact that they can be like, let's go for a walk. Okay. I know this is super off topic, but it's what you were just talking about, but it's not like construction yeah. stuff. TikTok. Yes. I just discovered TikTok because I'm a fucking boomer and I didn't want to get it because I'd heard bad things about it. But then I got it and I love it. Um, there are these videos. <laughs> yes. Of dogs. <laughs> Go on. Or animals in general, but most of the ones I've seen are dogs. And they have these little buttons. And it'll be like the dog will go and step on it and it'll say treat. Yeah. Or out. Or whatever. And I'm like, ah. It's like having Astro without having Astro. It's like a combination of Astro and Rosie. Because you have a cute dog, but the button sounds like a robot. And it's like, out, out, treat, out. And then they get ones that swear. Uh. So, like, I saw this one video where this dog was like, treat. And the lady's like, treat? No, you've already had enough treats today. And it keeps saying, treat, treat, treat. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, want. And she's like, want. I know you want. It's like, want, want, and then it clicks on another one, and it says, manager. It's like, you want to speak to the manager? Uh, right? And she's like, the manager says no or something, and then the dog clicks another button, and it's like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. It was really funny. Anyway, so I just, talking about Astro and Rosie just made me think of that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. 
Oh yeah, there's uh, there's some good content on. This. I want those buttons just so that I can have them to press, just take them to work. <laughs> when you just want to talk to somebody, just be like, busy. Yeah, I'm like sitting there doing my my own stuff, and someone comes up and is like, "Hey, hey, Michelle," and I'm just like busy, and they're like, "Uh, busy." <laughs> <clears throat> we need your help. Not now. Busy. <laughs> Later. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get you. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so was there any other ideas that were kind of coming to your head? I don't think so. Okay. I actually did think of one actually. Okay. Now. Okay. So I don't know if this, this is a construction thing, but I don't know if it counts necessarily in building because the house was already built. Okay. But in the Wizard of Oz. Okay. So towards TV and movies still kind of thing. Yeah. Sorry. Towards TVs and movies. Yeah. Um, in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Right. The house that Dorothy lives in. Yep. In Kansas. Yeah. A tornado comes through. Yeah. And the house is just picked up. <laughs> and it just spins around. She gets knocked out because it's spinning. Yeah. Like a tilt-a-whirl. Like a tilt-a-whirl. And then it just gets dropped on a witch in a magical land of color. Because <laughs> there was no color in Kansas. Kansas was shitty, apparently. Yeah. Back then, there was no color, but they get transported to I, this. Yeah, I mean, I guess that they, I get that they were trying to make Kansas seem like it was a dreary place to live in, but damn, Wizard of Oz, you were, you were harsh on Kansas. Right? They were kind of savage because they were like, oh, there's no color in Kansas. Like, it's just black and white. And all run, like, all farming and everything. That's it. Boring. It's just boring. Now, actually, there is one thing I will say, though. Um, you were saying they need to work on their construction. If anything, I'm like, damn, that house survived? I was like, oh, yeah, it did. Right. So, like, their construction of the house itself is great. Because it survived a tornado. And, and the to landing to Earth. Well, not necessarily Earth. I mean, I think Oz is on Earth, but... Well, okay, onto the ground. They got picked up, yeah. teleported somewhere, and crashed on top of Wicked Witch to the east. Now, I don't know how cushiony she made that landing, but I can't imagine she made it so it was like a nice feather landing on a pond. It was more like a big, hard smack. And especially because under the witch, I'm pretty sure, was the yellow brick road. So it's a brick road. Yeah. They are not landing on grass. No. <laughs> it's like even grass, I don't think, would no. cushion that blow enough. So yeah, it was like the house itself was built very robustly because it survived all of that. Absolutely. But perhaps they should work on their foundation skills so that it just doesn't pick the house up to begin with. Yeah. I mean, sorry, Dorothy. I know you like Dawes, but... Um, How many other houses got picked up like that? Not only that, but where the heck... Like, where was Auntie M? And the uncle whose name... I don't remember... Uncle. I don't, you know, if you could have told me it was Auntie. It was Auntie Bernice Anne. or whatever, I would have been like, okay, cool. I can't remember. I don't really remember the uncle's name. It's been so long since I've seen that movie, but sorry, guys. I'm sure someone's yelling at us right now, being like, <laughs> you dum dums. It's this, but. Please don't we, hate us. We haven't seen the movie in a long time, okay? Where are they? And. I don't know. I just. Just work on your foundation skills. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's a few things to be done, like think uh, that attaching a main house to a foundation that really improve or change the way that uh, things like that were done. But I can't. Like, when was the Wizard of Oz made? Oh, in like the 30s, I think. In the 30s? If not sooner than that, like oh. or later than that, I mean, like, oh. or earlier than that. I'm confused. Hold on, we're in 2021. So okay. I would say like the 30s. Maybe the 40s? Maybe the 40s. Yeah. When was Judy Garland born? Uh Yeah, so Judy Garland was born in 1922. Oh, okay. And then I know she was like in her teenage years. When... Yeah, she was 16. Okay. When she played So the movie was made in 38 or 39? Yeah. Okay. So pretty close to the 40s, yeah. but still in the 30s. Okay, so back then, yeah, it's like... They probably didn't have much in the way of safety or... Oh, <laughs> uh, well, th that's the thing. That was before a lot of building like codes and regulations yeah. were in play and stuff. So I can imagine they didn't exactly like just hodgepodge throw it together and like, yeah, it's good enough. But again, it 
wasn't built to the standards that are in place nowadays. Well, I don't know. Have you seen a house nowadays stand a tornado? Uh, exactly. So maybe their building skills were better in the 30s. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> see, that's a, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, that's fiction. Yeah, no, that's definitely fiction. I mean, there are def there are there are new methods that they're actually implementing with like hurricane ties and stuff like yes. that to actually withstand gale force winds of up to like 120 kilometers an hour. Mm -hmm. Mind you, you're probably going to need to re-shingle and re-side the house, maybe fix a few windows, but the house itself, for the most part, will still be standing. Mm -hmm. Not like how... But then again, if it, if you have, uh, have a tornado coming along, if, if it picks up an SUV or a truck and chucks it at a building, that house is kind of coming down. Yeah, that's fair. So Dorothy it, lucked out. She, yeah, she did. She definitely did. Okay. So, really quickly, I just want to mention, <laughs> it was brought to our attention last week. Yep. That when our episode downloaded to CastBox. Oh, yeah. There was a little snafu. We don't know how that happened. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but it doesn't play our intro music. It just goes straight into the episode. And then at the end of the episode, it plays like our disclaimer and our intro music and then our outro. I don't understand why that happened because when you go to anchor or spotify which are the ones that i have on my phone so i was readily able to check it didn't do that i don't know if it did it on like stitcher or apple podcast or anything like that but i know it was brought to our attention for Castbox. we're really sorry we don't know if it just like broke when it got sent from our like where we make our podcast which is anchor to wherever yeah. <laughs> to the out to the other uh places but uh we're really sorry about that it looks like that's the only episode that's happened with and hopefully it's not going to happen again um if it does we're again we're really sorry i don't know how to fix that um but yeah hopefully it doesn't happen again and if it does we sound really si silly sending our uh thank you out to black white check when uh there was no intro music, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah, anyway, hopefully again, that's just a one-time thing and, uh, it gets, you know, it's again, it's just a hiccup, you know, something that's yeah. bound to happen. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you everybody so much for tuning in. Uh, yeah. hope you enjoyed this little, uh, construction kind of little nerdy, uh, rant and rave about some things that we hold very near and dear to our heart, even though. We have kind of scratched our heads on how physically possible <laughs> some things are. Exactly. So, again, all a place of love. And just remember, no matter what your thing is or what you're into. At the end of the day, we're all just a little nerdy. <laughs>